the world really does need 1 billion climate activists. And we don't really know where the tipping points are going to happen, but your actions really do make a difference. Hello. Thank you so much for checking out Earth Care, the interview series that's dedicated to understanding the ways we can care for the Earth and each other. I'm your host, Sarah Christie, and I'm on a mission to make climate change an approachable and not so overwhelming conversation for everyone. On this podcast, we meet climate heroes, activists, experts, entrepreneurs, and get their take on how we can help save the planet. And during this episode, we're learning how to do that from someone who has been fighting for our climate since age four, Robert. Robert has been attending climate rallies in Toronto for over five years. In fact, that's where we met. A climate rally at Queen's Park in Toronto that was held in support of the seven youth activists who took the Ford government to court because of climate inaction. At just age nine, Robert has already created his own interview series. It's called Children's Climate Championship, where he talks to scientists, environmentalists, and other youth activists from around the globe. In December, Robert took his interview series on the road and attended the UN Biodiversity Conference in Montreal, or COP15, where he spoke with world ministers. How cool is that? During this interview, Robert talks about his experience there, putting world ministers on the nice list while at that conference. He shares advice for kids his age to be climate activists, and then shares a powerful message to us adults about caring for the climate. Now, yesterday, January 24th, was International Day of Education. So what better way to celebrate than with an interview with someone who got the conversation going around climate change in his classroom and online? Here it is, my Earth Care conversation with youth climate activist and media host, Robert. Robert, it is such a pleasure to have you on Earth Care. Can we start with your interview series? What is Children's Climate Championship and how did you come up with that idea? Children's Climate Championship is my YouTube channel where I talk to climate activists, uh, kids around the world who are making a difference, as well as organizations and scientists during COVID-19. I had to stop attending climate rallies, but I still wanted to make a difference, and I love YouTube, so I thought of doing this. That's perfect. What a way to combine those two worlds, right? Now, like I mentioned off the top, you've been attending climate rallies. That's actually how we met. You've been attending climate rallies since you were age five. What initially pushed you to go start attending those? I started going to Queen's Park every Friday with my mom and my brother and my sister when I was four. When the UN came out with a report that said we only have 12 years left to limit climate catastrophe. So why is this important to you? Why is eco-activism important to you? Uh, Climate change is even changing even faster than people thought. And our time is running out and people and animals are dying. And studies show that the most effective thing kids can do to help climate change is to talk about climate change with the people that love them. That is so true. And that's what we're doing right here. We're talking about it. That's what you do with your interview series. You talk about climate change. Now, I'm sure you have learned so much through all of your conversations and your own personal research. What are three pieces of advice for others who are watching this who also want to be an eco-activist? You don't have to be perfect. Don't quit because you feel guilty because you had to take a flight or you forgot your reusable bag. Every little bit helps. Kids think their voice doesn't matter, but it really does. Your voice is important. Anxiety can stop you in your tracks, but taking action, especially with other people, will make you feel better. 
the world really does need 1 billion climate activists. And we don't really know where the tipping points are going to happen, but your actions really do make a difference. Absolutely. That's so well said. What about other kids your age who are watching what you do, you know, in the classroom or when you meet them at climate rallies? What is your advice if they want to follow in your footsteps? Just do one thing and tomorrow do one more thing. That one straw that you refuse could save a sea turtle. Everything that makes a difference. Plant a tree, plant a native pollinator plant, build a bat house, take care of your things and donate them. Talk to friends, just do one thing every day. I love that. Now, Robert, you and I, both live in uh, southwestern Ontario, where we have a four seasons climate. We're not necessarily seeing some of the extreme weather events that we see in the news that you, I'm sure, have talked about with some of your guests on your interview series. Now, through talking to people and climate experts around the world, what have you learned about climate change? Everyone I've talked to is so nice. Here in Toronto, we live in a safe little pocket and we're lucky, but we've got to realize that we've got to help the people and the creatures that are suffering. One third of Pakistan is underwater. Coral reefs are dying. Storms are getting worse. Fires are now burning in the area size of Belgium every year. The Amazon is nearing a tipping point that will turn into a desert. The source of the Thames is drying up. Our oceans are turning to plastic. We are out of time. Robert, you had a very exciting December. Exciting doesn't even begin to explain it, to be honest. You attended the COP15 UN Biodiversity Conference in Montreal. What were you doing there? What was that experience like? I was basically just going around and talking to like adults and reminding them why they're here because their their lives matter, the animal lives matter, biodiversity lives matter, and their kids' lives matter. So that's basically why I was basically just reminding them that they were here. Yeah, it's never a bad time to get that reminder no matter your age, but especially as adults because I think as adults uh a lot of things can distract our minds like bills to pay and uh you know keeping food on the table so it's good to hear those reminders now you also gave a powerful speech tell me about that experience what was the main message of your speech i wanted to say what i said in the beginning their lives matter their children lives matter a lot of people wanted to be here but they can't so that's really why i read that letter i write a letter from a kid from india and she was six years old which was really nice. Wow. So you're continuing to connect kids around the world, really, that are all fighting for our climate, which is so special. What was your big takeaway from attending such such a big event like that? I didn't really know that a lot of this many people cared. Because I don't see anyone picking up a piece of trash or doing like anything. But I realized now that I went to that, a lot of people care. And what a powerful message that is to share, because I think a lot of us feel that when we sit in front of a computer screen, we only see what we see on our side. We're not in a room full of people like you were at an entire conference. Now, uh, these climate conferences happen all around the world. And if someone is learning about what these conferences are for the first time from our conversation, what kind of people normally go? Like, who are these adults that you were talking to and asking your and, and you know, sharing your message with? A lot of people were there, mostly environmental ministers. I actually walked around in a Santa costume and asked people at the plenary who, uh, if they wanted 
just on my nice list to get a candy cane. I have pages and pages and pages of people that wanted to do this. A bunch of them are ministers, which is really cool. So they promised to uh, protect the 30-30 agreement and or 50-50. The 20-50 agreement or the 20-30 agreement? That is such a great idea. It starts from like the very beginning and then goes on to like this page. So I have this many books thick of names. Wow. That goes to show how many people you were able to share your message with, but also, like you said, how many people were there and how many people care, which is inspiring and hopeful for us to see on the other side. If you were able to collect that many names, then there are a lot of people that are all on the same page about this, right? So congratulations. Now, when we met, you shared a really cool story about your classroom and how your teachers started talking about climate change within the classroom. How did that start? Here in Toronto, my brother didn't start learning about climate change at school until he was in grade 10. Climate change education in Canada is very inconsistent. It is going to affect every one of us, and so few of my friends even know about it. And when they do find out, they're sad and angry. I talked to my teachers and joined my eco club, and we started doing cleanups and learning about it in class. And the trick is just talk about it with everyone you can. Absolutely. And that is exactly what you're doing. You're probably inspiring so many people, whether they're kids or adults. It is really, uh, truly such an inspiration to meet someone as passionate about the climate as you. Before I let you go, I have one final question because, you know, you're nine and at some point you got to focus on being a kid and have fun. What can we as adults do? You know, what about the adults who are in positions of power to make positive change for our climate what is your message to them? Children are listened to the least. They have done the least to cause this problem, but they're going to be the ones most affected. Please listen to us. If you love your children, please stop oil and gas development. Our future depends on it. Robert, thank you so much for sharing your time with EarthCare. It was such a pleasure to meet you, and I can't wait to continue learning from you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to EarthCare and letting this podcast be a part of your day. Since you made it this far, here's a little sneak peek into the conversation we're having next week. What it does provide is both agricultural and ecological benefits. And, and both are, are absolutely essential to our way of life. And so, for example, if we're concerned about water quality, then you should be worried about the ecology of the Greenbelt. If you're worried about climate change and whether or not we're climate resilient, then the agriculture and ecological value in in the green belt important to that until then don't forget to hit follow or subscribe whatever that button is on the device that you're listening to this episode on then you'll know when new episodes are out and hey if you have time leave a review message me with a review i would love to know what's on your mind what's been clicking with you and what topics you'd like to learn more about those are also a really big help when it comes to gathering more interviews so i truly do appreciate that we can also connect online at EarthCare Show on Instagram and TikTok and EarthCareShow.com for more information. I'm Sarah Christie, and the goal of this podcast is to get us talking about climate change. So let's chat.